Well, hello. Today, we're here at a place we all know and hold dear, Ruby Falls, and we're with the one and only, the beloved Hugh Morrow, and Hugh has taken time out of his very busy day to tell us about a wonderful upcoming event that a lot of us are going to want to know about and maybe even participate in. Hugh, thank you for having the Mountain Echo in your office today and getting a little more info about the big event. Thank you. It's great to have you here, and we are, I'm glad you found our office. Sometimes people don't understand this little stone house across the street from Ruby Falls, what really goes on in here. Now you know the the inner secrets. I feel so special, and you have a lot going on as always, including you're having some trees trimmed, and there may be a nice, fresh, aggressive chainsaw sound in the background, and we don't want the listener to be alarmed. We know all about that, and Hugh assures me that I'm safe here with him, and so we're going to go ahead and get this announcement for everybody done, and Hugh, just thanks again for having us, and can you tell folks, a lot of folks who are going to be hearing this are new to the mountain, and as such, they may not know you. Would you mind giving just a little bit of background on who is Hugh Morrow? I'd love to, because Look High Mountain has been such a huge part of my life. In fact, it's been my whole life. And I was born and raised on the mountain and attended Look High Mountain Elementary School. Moved back here briefly after college and have had a couple of different career opportunities uh, working from Lookout Mountain. Uh, Raised my family here. Uh, they've uh, one is stayed, one of my daughters has stayed here. You know, the other two have, have moved towards the West Coast, so it gives us an excuse to go see see them out there. Lookout Mountain has meant so much to my grandparents, my parents, uh, and the balance of my family, cousins, everyone. It's great to be here. I traveled a lot in my early career, but it's wonderful to have a two and a half mile commute to my house, go home for lunch see people at the mountain market see people wave at them as they're walking along west brow road when i drive to work it's just been great the last 15 years to reconnect and spend a lot of time on lookout mountain wow what a nice lead in and i think of course a lot of people on the mountain know you and we're big fans of yours and especially the work you've done here at ruby falls it's only gotten better and better it seems each year there's something new going on and as the as the president and CEO, I mean, how, how long have you been in that role, actually, Hugh? I started in February of 2007. I uh, had my 15th anniversary two months ago. It really was kind of a fluke that I ended up in this position. I had a opportunity in my mid-40s to kind of look at a, a change of direction in life, and some people call it halftime or whatever you want to call it, but was working within the industry I had been in, and got a phone call one day and someone said Ruby Falls is looking for a president uh, I called the chairman of the board Karen Henderson and we went to lunch I assume I did well in the interview and they offered me the position but the neat part about that was is I discovered there was so much more to Ruby Falls than just the roadside tourist attraction um, where you walked out to see the falls which is pretty doggone unique and I can get into that as deeply as you want me to but but I found out, you know, we had a marketing company, we had a billboard company, we were doing a lot of, even back then, we were doing a lot of uh, web communication and social media was just starting up. So 
I, I joke with people today that that we're a company that that has a cave and a and a waterfall within the cave, um, but we're a communication company that happens to have that because we spend most of our time doing that. Wow, that's a that's an interesting way to put it. That sounds like Chattanooga and this whole neighborhood was very fortunate to to bring you back home. Is what it sounds like to me. Yeah, and it it gave me the the feeling of of ownership because I know that. Well, I grew up a few houses down from the incline uh, when I was in the 60s and 70s, so I get it. We get a lot of visitors. They come here because we live in one of the most beautiful places in America, and we just need to understand that, uh, that Lookout Mountain is just desirable for people from Atlanta and New Orleans and Nashville and Cincinnati to, to come visit, and that's the reason we live here. So being friendly, welcoming them, many of them end up moving here because they they love it so much and I I think that's fantastic so from from the hard work that the people do in our parking lots just to smile and greet people uh, as they travel up scenic highway uh, to the people that greet people in our atrium um, where they buy their tickets to our gift shops to our food service to whatever it may be it's all part of living in a place that has hospitality and um, and that's the cool part about what we do did you ever see this coming? I mean, would you have imagined that you would be back on Lookout Mountain before you, before you got that call? Did you ever see something like that coming? No, I didn't. You know, and God works in mysterious ways in your in your life to bring opportunity. You just have to have your eyes and ears open to 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 reach out for it and accept it. And I think that I had traveled my whole life in business, so tourism from the other side was a little bit about what I had done. So I understood customer service uh, and what people expect when they're away from home. And they expect to, to be welcomed. That's this, this is the very key. I mean, you're, you're never going to be perfect in what you do, but if you smile and tell them that something's gone wrong, you normally get away with it. And so it's just keeping people excited about where they are and what they're doing. So that's kind of how that came together, and I, I can remember the, the committee that interviewed me saying, you know, what do you know about tourism? And I said, well, I'm, I've traveled enough to know what I, I like as a tourist, and I think I can um, bring that to Ruby Falls. Well, that's the power of just an honest answer. You talked about doors opening and opportunities being presented to you. I, I am aware that you were a kicker at Macaulay and you were a very decorated and you know semi-famous if you want to say that a uh, kicker and I, you probably didn't see that opportunity coming until it was on you well that was a, a funny thing and and that I was diminutive to say the least uh, I think I was probably the last 118 pound football player at Macaulay school so I didn't get to participate in a lot of things so during practice I just got bored and started putting a football on a tee and I kick it 30 or 40 yards down the field and I go pick it up kick it back and I guess coach Potter let me do it because he probably needed something for me to do and um, turned out my junior year I got to do it live and my senior year I got to do it live and I got to give him a lot of credit for giving me that opportunity and and it goes back to the relationships that you created on that team Um, the relationships that we still have I mean we had a reunion not two weeks ago where we all met for lunch and had eight or nine or ten of us there and 
say that class graduating year again class you, of 79 yeah. i know i don't look that old but what no you don't but but you know every time you get that group together we get bigger faster stronger better you know at everything we did <laughs> it's fun to get people together like that but like you said relationships and every story and everything you've said it's all been about relationships you know, you've got a big event coming up soon, and I just thought, what a great opportunity to hear from the man uh, himself, Mr. Hugh Morrow at Ruby Falls, about this really cool event. You might want to give us a little bit of background with Jim and Cindy Webster and sure. Lana Beth. But, uh, yeah, we we love to barbecue around here. We at the, In the beginning of June, we do a company-wide barbecue where we'll cook three four hundred pounds of of pork and everybody comes over during the day and they take some home and you know we we work very hard here but we play hard too and we like to eat good food and and have a great time and so we started doing that years ago and then then the idea came up when you you can't turn on the tv anymore without seeing a barbecue contest and so we came up with this cute little idea of let's get the people together that barbecue in their backyards but they're not going to go do memphis in may or they're not going to go um, try to compete on grill you know grill masters or whatever it may be on tv and let's do something local and then let's do something for somebody local and that's kind of how it all came together this will be our seventh year we've limited it to about 12 teams every year all of their entry fee goes as a donation to the Atlanta's Love Foundation. And how that came about is, well, first of all, Jim and Cindy Webster have been friends of mine for, of ours for many, many years. And um, Atlanta Beth was in my daughter Hannah's class, so we, we knew her very well and uh, were around her uh, during her battle with cancer and are so very sad that, that we lost her, but we want to do something with that to make life better for other folks so Jim and Cindy started this foundation they raise money and they go to families who have been stricken with pediatric cancer and as Jim so distinctly says uh, that when a child has cancer the whole family has cancer if if Hugh Morrow has cancer Hugh Morrow's got cancer I mean it it when a child does it just consumes your family it consumes your resources consumes your time and you just don't think about going to a baseball game and you don't think about going to ruby falls or rock city or the aquarium or the the children's museum or just go go down the list of things that we all take for granted so there go the chainsaws so uh jim and cindy started this foundation and they do events for these families and these children from getting their hair done to getting pedicures to just anything that they need or want, bringing them Easter baskets uh, when they're in the pediatric wing at Erlanger. So it's a, a very neat organization. And so we decided to partner with them just because I mean, we had a relationship with them and cancer has stricken so many of our employees, so many family members of our employees that it just was a way to fight back against cancer and do something fun. So all, all of the 12 teams' admission prices go directly to Atlanta's Love Foundation. So it's a, it's a great charity to partner with.
Wow, that is a fantastic background. I did not fully understand uh, how you structured the event. I didn't realize you were limiting it to 12 teams. That makes a lot of sense. Jim and Cindy Webster, they do so many good things, help so many people. What a fantastic family, and what a great cause. Lana's Love Foundation. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, our listeners can't see the picture, but the picture over there on the refrigerator, my, that was the initial one we did. And those are some of the kids involved in Atlanta's Love, and they all come up and they go through Ruby Falls. The ones that want to and can do our zip lines, then they they draw and do different things during the day. And then we have face painters, and we have different characters here. They have lunch and just participate in this. And for them just to be on site and people, I mean, we've had people from New York or various places that will walk out and go. You know, what is the Lana's Love Foundation? And we've told them, and they've stroked a check right there. They're not even from here. Wow. But they understand it. And so... It's the fight against pediatric cancer. It is. And and when you do have it, let's shed a little sunlight on the lives of the people that are affected by it. Wow. So this is the seventh edition, rendition of it. How has it changed from year one to year seven? Have there been major changes or is it essentially a similar event? It's been similar, but we do, our staff here does a fantastic job of uh, making things bigger and better every year. And I, I, my hat's off to them because I'm not, I'm an X's and O's guy. I'm not real, I'm not real creative as they would say. So I think it's gotten bigger. It's attended by more we have a waiting list of teams wanting to get in it. That's that's the other thing. We've got bigger trophies. We've got fancier trophies. We've got fancier decorations. We have two bands playing during the day. We'll be selling barbecue and chips and drinks. And and then for your listeners, the, the neatest thing is come by, see us. It's free of charge to be at the Lana's Love. And we call it Battle Below the Clouds, a takeoff of Battle Above the Clouds. Come walk around, see how people are cooking, listen to the music, eat a little something. It's free of charge to participate in that. But you can also throw your name in on some of the different gifts we're going to give away. We're going to give away a a large green egg, and we're going to give away Braves tickets. So you can come put your name in, in those drawings free of charge. Two very popular prizes in this part of the country for sure. And I just had a question. Who are the bands playing by chance do we have any idea who's going to be you've caught me without my notes in front of me but i know one of them is is louis womp and the blue tastics all right and uh louis and i went to high school together and with all the other womps and louis louis done some architectural work for me but i love listening to him play and they'll play all afternoon it's just a lot of if you just had louis it'd be worth coming to hear that i like his band too absolutely he he just will not pick me up to do vocals for him i i I hint every year but obviously he's probably heard me sing (laughs) okay and then um i'm wondering do we have any local teams from around here anybody local that comes to mind on the 12 that made the cut yeah most of them are local um but one of the ones that the the people on lookout will be extremely important to hear about is love lookout does put a team in and ross ballinger heads that team up Um, but there's a love lookout team and it's their original name was the flavor train and they have placed on occasion in the in the program so if you've seen the Love Lookout stickers and the Love Lookout uh, banners and the Love Lookout movie nights and all the different things that Love Lookout's been doing across our great community, 
they are putting an entry into this tournament and contest to uh, support it. Great to know, Hugh. Did not know about that. Okay, let me let me flip the question on you. Wonder where some of the furthest teams are, are coming from. How far out are we talking? We had one coming from Mississippi that backed out. We try to keep it local. We're not out advertising, and this is an amateur barbecue contest. So, so this, there's no prize money. So this so, is really good to know if we've got folks here locally or semi-locally in the in the area. So just that wanted to get on the waiting list, this is a great opportunity and a chance to kind of do a competition. Yeah, I mean, if you get two families, three families, four families together and load your big green egg up or your Kamado or whatever you got and enter this charitable donation to enter it, and you'll have more fun down here for a whole day. And, and we really want people that barbecue in their backyard and always wanted to do a contest always wanted to do one you can come down it's professionally judged it's on taste tenderness and and looks on your food and we give away first second third prizes how else are you going to be able to put a, a barbecue trophy up on your office credenza without going and doing a major professional program i don't think you are i think you just nailed it that's exactly what i wanted to know how is it judged where are these teams coming from and you just you just crushed it over the fence so well goodness hugh this is exactly what everybody needed to hear and know about you've given me a lot more information than i knew and this i know this event's been going on for a few years now let's go over just some of the nuts and bolts as you say the x's and o's one more time why don't you take it from the top well, everybody, we're going to have this Saturday, April the 23rd. Uh, we'll be here at 5 a.m. starting the fires up and getting the barbecue going. But let's say 10, 30, 11 in the morning, if you're driving up Lookout Mountain and want to pull into our brand-new parking lot, uh, we've got plenty of parking. Pull in, come over, walk around, see the people that are cooking. And if, if you're a chef at all, uh, they'll love to talk to you about what they're cooking and how they cook it and what their special rub is for their pulled pork and their special rub for their their ribs and we have a little uh, wing cooking contest in the middle of the day to give them something to competitive about so that's the key to it because you're going to drive by and see it we're going to have big orange and white barricades along the road to keep people on the parking lot and so it'll remind itself to you and i want everybody to know you're welcome you're welcome to stop you're welcome to come in and walk around. We would love to have you experience what we're doing uh, with the barbecue contest. If it so happens to rain, we'll move it to that Sunday, the 24th. But we hadn't had that happen yet. Ooh, knock on wood. Uh, we hope to have a beautiful day, a beautiful April day, and have everybody come out. Well, Hugh, this has just been exactly what everybody needed to hear. And you, you've done an excellent, I, want, I really mean that, you've done an excellent job of giving us some background information and explain to us kind of what is this event, who's it for, who can come, how does it work, and this is uh, exactly what everybody needed to hear, and you're just, a couple of folks knew I was going to come talk to you, and every single one of them couldn't say enough good things about you. You've lived on Lookout 60 years, and it, it shows you're well-loved by everybody, and thank you for giving us time today. I know you were super busy, and I really appreciate you letting the folks here uh, hear you here on the Mountain Echo. My pleasure. Thanks for covering this. And I'm a firm believer in communication. So uh, nobody feels left out and everybody feels a part of it.
Excellent. 